Hey, welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Minecraft, Donald Trump, and Bitcoin. I don't waste one more minute. Let's get right into it. This podcast better have my money. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right, listen. Hey, we're back. And here's the deal. Okay, I'm going to be straight with you, Tony, because you deserve it. (laughs) I respect you, and I want to be transparent, unlike other organizations in your world right now. Uh, we recorded uh, this podcast uh, on well, we recorded it on Thursday, like early in the day, as we do now because we're on a tight schedule. Uh, then, then uh, uh, Trump, you know sucked a huge bag of shit and we're like hey you know what we should uh just add that onto the podcast we should record a new segment you know to talk about what's going on weird if we didn't mention it'd be weird if we were like oh yeah trump said all this stuff about white supremacy but we weren't like by the way that was tuesday that was the debate was tuesday (laughs) like i'm I'm, my brain is fucking so fried tony i don't know how you feel his tax returns leaked can you believe Mm. like was it monday tax returns tuesday debate wednesday nothing Thursday Wednesday COVID. was white supremacist Thursday. Well, all was like Friday Wednesday was white. Su- I call it white supremacy Wednesdays at our house is what we call them. <laughs> and then we do that taco Tuesdays, white supremacy Wednesdays. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> so anyhow, show, I mean, these writers, man, I, 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 did they get them from as the world turns? <laughs> I know. Hold on. But so here's the thing. So we recorded a podcast full length, very long podcast. Actually, then we added another, another part because we recorded about Trump mm-hmm. and, uh, and then Ryan, uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't want to blame Ryan, but you know, the, this is not like, my fault. If it no, was my I, fault, I would tell you. It's I not my wanna, fault. I'm not blaming. I'm not pointing fingers, but let's just say the the files uh, became corrupted in some way. The I service believe, we use, I believe, they were very... given they were given weed, which led to harder drugs, <laughs> and then they started uh, hooking to pay for the drugs. And you know how it goes with the files when they become corrupt. Um, Whatever. Let's not let's not put this service on blast. And frankly, let's not talk about it that much because what we're going to do is we're going to do a uh, uh, tight we're set. Do, we're going to do a tight <laughs> set. We're going to play the hits, uh, and and whatever happens happens. If this is if this doesn't work, then then it's clear to me that uh, God is working his uh, is working you know uh, at work. God is at work, and I should say I think it's a good segue. To the main topic of this Which podcast. Which is that God is at work. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Let me just say, okay, let me no just No more recap. atheism for John. <laughs> there's no point. There's no point in talking about all of the things that have happened. So many things. It's it's now, we're recording this on Sunday night. I just want to be clear. It's Sunday. Nobody, October- yeah. And nobody listening to this didn't know. I mean, I'm not going to detail what's going on in the world right now. If you don't know, Tony, you're Wake never going to know. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Uh, hold on. Here's the thing. Uh, it's October 4th. I just want to say October started. October is my favorite month of the year. I mean, I guess, I mean, the February is the month my daughter was born. So that kind of, I guess that kind of is, is. I mean, it's, the month itself is what, you know, it's a fine month. But I guess I kind of have ascribe a, a special sort of love for it. But October is to me the fucking uh 
god emperor of months. It oh, is yeah. it is not only the month of Halloween, which is unquestionably the best holiday ever uh, and best just concept generally. Um, yeah. It is it is it is my I have my birthday in October. Uh, my anniversary is in October. And uh, and now forever, I will celebrate October as being the month that Trump got COVID-19. And so it really is. Yeah, I believe really, the Jews have added a new holiday to the yeah, tradition they will pass down. <laughs> it really is the champagne of months, you know. And uh, so, anyhow, so 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 Trump has COVID nineteen. Trump, thirteen or fourteen people around Trump have COVID nineteen because they were at a super at a super spreader event, which we think maybe it's possible. There is speculation that the actual super spreader is Donald Trump himself. Which you know, yeah, because th- they've said that it correlates not only with the Amy Coney Barrett um, event in the Rose Garden, but also his debate prep is where Chris mm. Christie got it. So just um, to, oh right, I mean, Chris Christie, <laughs> just the villains, just the worst people of the last decade, just all of them. So let me so let me get to my so Kellyanne Conway has it. Where's the list? Hold on, wait. I'm just gonna Kellyanne Conway. Wait, no, no, list Trump. of. People, Melania, Trump, Chris Christie. With hold on, I don't know how to search for this Tr- list of Trump people with COVID nineteen. That's what I'm doing. Here it is, folks. Uh, who, a running list of who's been tested. At, okay, uh, thank you, USAToday.com. Props to you. I'm sure I'm going to get a nasty pop up. Okay, here's who has it. Here's who has it. You fuck. They're like, oh, you have an ad blocker on. It's like, yeah, because your ads are. Um, a pile of steaming dog shit, shit. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're bad and you stink and there's no way around it. But you did provide me this great list. President Donald Trump has COVID-19. First Lady Melania Trump has COVID-19. Hope Hicks infected with COVID-19. Bill Stepien, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Trump's campaign manager, infected with COVID-19. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel, or Rona, depending on who you talk to and from what uh, state, has it. Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee from Utah has it. Tom Tillis from North Carolina has it. Uh, Ron Johnson, who wasn't even at the event, has it. Chris Christie has it and is in the hospital. Nicholas Luna, who is Trump's body man, has it. Three reporters who worked at the White House, which sucks, have it, unless they're from Breitbart or uh, OANN, in which case, fuck you. Um, One White House staffer which is like, okay, a person. We don't know. Kellyanne Conway has it. And the Reverend John Jenkins, who's the president of Notre Dame University. This is just to be clear. This is just like from Trump's like inner circle. Okay. It's, it's raunchy. It is just nasty. It is a that fucking is a lot of breath to be passing along. It is a petrid stew of Republican horseshit just flying around at each other's eyeballs and mouths and nostrils. And here's the thing. Uh, you know, couldn't have happened to a better group of people, to a nicer group of people. I'm not wishing death on anybody, but motherfuck all of these people who have been talking shit on COVID like it doesn't exist and telling the American people it's no big deal and it's going to go away and it'll be gone in April and it's a hoax and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you're in the fucking hospital on oxygen, you dumb fuck. Because like, here's the thing. Trump, I guess, really believed it. Like more scary to me than Trump being like, I'm going to make COVID political is that Trump wasn't even smart enough to make COVID political. And he just like straight up believes uh, he just straight up believes 
like a miracle. It's just going to disappear like from God. That it's just a joke or something. We're doing like a 9-11 daily. We're doing a daily 9-11 in America just to just put it in perspective. And shit is on the rise all over the fucking place. And this guy, I guess, legitimately believed that he's like impervious to damage. Like you're not the... You're not wearing a fucking Gundam. You know, you're not in a Gundam. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I saw COVID. We made a very good deal. His people anyhow, will call my people. Anyhow, so so this has been a fucking roller coaster for uh, all human, all humans on the planet, but especially humans in America and especially humans with brains. Here's where we're at. And I don't need to recap the fucking news because you can go to any website in the world and see the news. Trump is in is at Walter Reed Hospital. He has been put on a cocktail of drugs that I am told is very unusual. I have read and heard from many, many people that it is a very unusual cocktail of drugs, including but not limited to a drug that made by a company called Regeneron, which like, no offense, but it is like exactly the name of the thing that turns Dr. Octopus into Dr. Octopus <laughs> in Spider-Man 2. But um, Oh, that drug is also made by Gilead, which is the company with the name of the nation state that America devolves into in The Handmaid's Tale. Just it's fucking sick. It's just sick. Everything's so sick. But anyhow. It's too on the nose. Like, what is this writing staff doing? It's on the nose. It's Do they on, have it's a the showrunner? It's up the nose is what it is because somebody's on fucking coke is putting this show together. But anyhow, so so now, now, we're, in a, now we're in a thing like where – because – okay – because Trump has built his entire presidency on lies, every piece of information we get about his health, and by the way, it's conflicting information from within from within his own staff, right? Like, like literally his chief of staff is saying one thing, his doctor is saying another thing. There are doctors from Walter Reed who are like, what the fuck? There are literally doctors from Walter Reed on Twitter right now who are like, this is insane what is going on here. And, and so... So the the information about whether or not the president of the United States is in good health, bad health, okay health, no one knows. What we do know is it's like day five for him or day four for him of COVID-19, and he's been put on a cocktail of drugs that literally, I would probably guess, no, as far as I can tell, I mean, based on what everything I've read, no person basically in the world has been put on, like drugs that are untested drugs that are experimental like strong steroids he's taking just like all kinds of shit melat he's taking melatonin which you know like you got to get some sleep so that's nice but like you know an interesting fact just completely randomly yeah, just, just lay it um, on me uh in the during the second world war hitler's uh personal doctor injected him and fed him pills up to 12 times a day every single day uh because they wanted to make sure he was virile and strong just, yeah you know just one of those things i thought of you gotta uh, have no matter no matter how bad it gets to the bunker you have to be able to get a boner whenever called upon you know um here's the thing this is uh, laura and i were talking about this and and she likened it to michael jackson because now there are stories that are starting to pop up about how it's possible that trump is sort of dictating his own treatment which is yeah. called um they have a name for it it's called VIP uh, it's called like VIP treatment where yeah. it's like where people who are powerful it's its own little disease it's its own little disease where people who are powerful and have money sort of manipulate their own care often for the worse because they are in a position to kind of dictate to their doctors they're not doctors they're like i need propofol to sleep <laughs> yeah right no and 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 so it's very michael jackson uh, who, you know, was on an insane cocktail of drugs that ultimately killed him. Uh, I think, you know, uh, there's a, there, there is a, there is a, a precedent for this, but 
I mean, we don't know if that's happening, but like what seems to what is weird. I mean, he went Trump today went out of the hospital into a car with people who now are all going to be quarantined, I guess, and and went for like a ride around the block around Walter Reed to wave it like there are like 30 people outside holding Trump signs uh, as I guess is a show of health or whatever. But he's like pumped up full of steroids. Like, like let me tell you about so North Korea. I can't, it's really like- no, it's re- no. I mean, and then a, 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 a attending an attending physician from Walter Reed tweeted, he was like, this is crazy. He's like, these people now all have to be in quarantine and they could die just for this <laughs> political theater. This is insane. I mean, he literally quote, it's like, quote, this is insane or this is insanity. Actually, let me look because I want to know. So like we're in like we are in cloud cuckoo land. I mean, we are in a place that is like you thought America was crazy before. Like we were talking about like the president's a white supremacist. And, I mean, we uh, haven't even gotten to the fact that his doctor continues to lie and change the story. And then when asked about it, says he doesn't want to upset the president. And then Kaylee Mackin and he was like making up different time frames of when Trump was infectious and it just keeps getting worse. It's like the time frame keeps getting bigger and they lied for longer. Like we are so beyond like th- th- he's sending out videos that are clearly edited oh, with Adobe oh. Morph effects. It's oh, just the, weird. Vid- the videos are like are like a cross between I don't even know what. They're like hostage videos slash like the person taking the hostages doing a video it's like it's like i would say it's like if you could imagine a fusion of like if you've ever seen a video it's it's patty hearst because it's like post it's no 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 it's no it's crazier than it's crazy it's crazier than that it's like it's like if you can imagine if you've ever seen like a taliban hostage video where like the taliban has like demands or whatever you know or al-qaeda they used to make these videos you know where they would have hostages and they would make demands and then the, you know the hostages would speak as well. Now imagine you could fuse the Taliban and the hostage together into one person, and that's what these videos are like. So it's like it's so it's unclear. It's really unclear what's going on. It's really unclear what the health of the president is the, today. I mean, as an example, his doctor came out and made a statement at eleven thirty a.m. on Sunday, and said, "Uh." You know, talked about his condition. It was very vague, very like he's doing well. You know, we're continuing this remdesivir uh, treatment or whatever. Um, and somebody was like, "Has he had oxygen today?" And he's like, "Ah, uh, oxygen today." He's like, "I, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask. I'll have to ask the, his nursing staff." It's like, well, I feel like if you come out and you're making a statement to the entire fucking world, literally the entire world, including our friends and enemies uh, around the globe. And you're like not maybe sure. even aliens are listening. Yeah, like this. you're not sure if you can say if Donald Trump had <laughs> oxygen today. I, I, that seems weird to me. He said he made. You think some, you could I, maybe a glance at the chart, Bucko? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just take a just just before take you go break. out, just let me see, just like okay, let me uh, make sure through. I familiarize myself with things that I mean, might have it happened. To your phone. <laughs> you know, he he said he said, oh, you know, when the, when I when we said some things the other day, it came off. As if we were trying to hide something, which wasn't necessarily true. Wasn't necessarily true. Okay, when you say necessarily in front of true, wasn't necessarily true is a phrase that means that something like was untrue. Like it's very suspicious. It's I, well, not it's normal. Like Trump Trump keeps saying, I'm fine, I think. I feel good, I think. I'm doing well, I think. It's like you think. Yeah, exactly. Listen, you think. Listen, You're in a listen. cocktail of steroids. I mean, the, the, listen, the guy has the best doctors in the world, the best treatment in the world, the most only paid $750 for it too. The most powerful, 
the most powerful drugs in the world, uh, experimental drugs if he wants them. I, I'm, I'm reasonably confident at this point that I think, you know, he's not going to kick the bucket uh, at Walter Reed. Um, but, but just to be clear, like when it comes to this disease, uh, when it comes to this, how long it takes for the disease to really establish itself or to go away, it's not a four day thing. It's not a five day thing in most people. Uh, it's just yeah, not. And it's, it's not like even most of the drugs that they're using. Some of the therapeutics possibly could have some effect on something, but the rest of the stuff they're using is just to treat symptoms, right? Like he's there's not. It's not like he like got on a powerful cocktail of antibiotics. It's a virus. We don't have a treatment for it. We don't have like an antiretroviral cocktail the way we do with HIV. So like. The best we can do is plug him other people's antibodies, which we harvested from their bodies, into him it's, and hope. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 just I mean, we are just in like absolute surreal theater right now in a way that I can't um Do you think it's worth if he worse if he dies or worse if he doesn't die? Um Cause I, I mean, you know, you know what I want, but it would be really bad if he died. Uh, it would be chaotic if he died. Yeah. But but there is, I mean, on a personal level, and again, I'm not wishing death on anybody, but on a personal level, if he died, it would be very uh, calming for the world. I mean, just to be clear, it'd be it chaotic be for a little satisfying. while. But it would, it would just also be, be you know, such a good ending for his movie. He, it would just be, calm, it would just, it would just be, listen, listen, I mean, I, all I want is for Donald Trump to go away. I don't care how he goes away at this point. I don't. I think I've said this on the now ruined podcast that we did. But I don't care if he goes in a fucking body bag or just in a car that takes him back to his a Manhattan apartment or to a jail, a, tr- a, a van that takes him to a jail. I don't care in in what what the mechanism is that that it, that allows for the, the the physical removal of Donald Trump from the office of the president. I just want it to happen because more than anything, and I mean this so sincerely, I mean, his policies are disgusting. His governing is awful. His fucking uh, morals are non-existent. His decisions are erratic and irrational. Uh, all of that's true and and all of it I need to go away. But more than anything, I just want, I mean, this is why I think Joe Biden's just shut, will you shut up, man, comment struck a chord at the debate, which again was like five days ago um the day the debate was five oh days God. ago um the the uh i just want us to return to a place where a completely fucking narcissistic agent of chaos who doesn't know anything is controlling the uh, a, a countries and partially the world's attention 24 7 it's just it's unhealthy it's uh uh it's unproductive and and you know you can't really get anything done even if his policies were he had like good policies jumping around but he doesn't you just there's nothing can really get done in this in this in this uh in this uh uh environment of chaos and like so i want if he died would it be chaotic and bad yes would people be would there be a lot of confusion and fear and uncertainty and doubt absolutely but it would mean that there is an, a fucking coda I mean, there isn't a trapped end chapter here, you know, it's over. It's, fin- it's, it's a, it's a finality. You can't avoid it. You can't get around it. You can't escape it. Death is real. And it would also end Donald Trump's like presence in my life. It just would, he'd go away forever and that would be it. And in 10 years, 
most people would have forgotten, hopefully not too much, but forgotten what it was like. Um, and at least digested the trauma, but you know, we write, you know, but I wouldn't have, but I won't have to be like, you know, explaining to my daughter really in detail, you know, what was going on. Like, 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 you know, like for instance, world war two, you know, my dad was born in, in 1936. He's not a young man. Okay. So he was like a kid, like a, you know, fairly older kid in during world war two. Right. You know? Uh, I mean, not not fairly older, but he was old enough to remember things that happened. He was old enough to remember when World War II ended. You know, it ended, and he, it's it's not like a present, big present thing in his mind that he comes back to all the time, right? You know, the Korean War, Vietnam, even you know, which again he was a young man for. These things end; they go away. Nixon went away. My father's not like I don't have to hear from him about Nixon. You know, it's a footnote in history, not a footnote. It's important, but it's a it's a part of history. I need Trump to become a part of history as quickly as possible. You know, I want to get away from this moment in history as quickly as possible. I want to get away from uh, people who won't <laughs> denounce white supremacy and who want to take away health care from people and who are racist uh, and hope for bad things to happen to people of color and 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 L- the LGBTQ community. I mean, I want to get away from that and move back to the track that the world actually was supposed to be on, um, which is not this uh, con- conservative, religious, puritanical, quasi-puritanical, um, fascistic, fascistic, fascistic. I don't know if that's a word, something like that. Um, uh, uh, totalitarian type of governing, which is not the way it's not the way it's supposed to be, and not the way it actually works. I just want to get to a place where we are back on some path where uh, progressive ideas, where like forward thinking ideas, can be brought to the table and explored and talked about, and maybe even put into action. <clears throat> versus one where all we're, where all we're doing is like you know, trying to fight back a wave of, of just inarticulate, incoherent insanity from people who are, you know, their thought processes are relic and their, and their, um, their ideals are, uh, uh, just craven, you know? And so like, like we really are, we really are just in this moment where, so anyhow, I guess the so you're saying like you know will it would it be chaotic would it be bad would it be worse if he died than if he doesn't die? Uh, everything is everything related to this person is bad until he is no longer in a position to command our attention, and whether that comes via death or an election or an illness, I don't fucking care. Or, or jail time or whatever it is. But like, I'm just tired of talking about Donald Trump, who is a nothing, nobody who is meaningless, who has no ideas, puts nothing into the world of value and is ultimately in the grand scheme of things, a, just a, a fucking speck of meaningless dust that has happened into our fucking eyelid. And we're trying to get it out and we're fucking crying and we're scratching and we're tearing up and we're fucking blinded by it. And eventually we're going to work the piece of dust out of our fucking eye and be able to start seeing things normally again. But until that happens, you know, until the speck of dust is out of your fucking eye eyeball and out of your eyelid, you're going to be extremely annoyed and very distracted. And that's what we're dealing with. 
I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> By the way, I, I wasn't going to drink in October. Needless to say, I am <laughs> not not drinking. <laughs> um, I'm on like four edibles. Um, oh, my God. Four. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I've been avoiding weed. Honestly, <laughs> I think I think maybe I'm not into weed. I think like I have a, now I now have a medical marijuana what? license. I could do whatever I want. You're not into weed. That's... I don't know. It's just like a commitment that I'm not ready to take, you know, and I don't need anything that makes me hungry. That's the problem. You know, the last I thing mean, I need is to be made hungry. You're either going to drink your calories or you're going to eat them. So for me, I'd rather be noshing. Well, anyway. the, thing about, the thing about drinking your calories is you're kind of doing it at the same time. Yeah, weed, yeah, has yeah. No, weed has no caloric value. So you're like, now I have to cre- create a meal situation for myself. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's kind of the fun of it. You get to just make a little snack know. nest and, and burrow in. Um, so I, Trump for me is like a one-to-one with climate change. Um you know, I like I know that it, it isn't he's full of hot air. Have. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's the closest we have to like being like when he whenever this ends, we we have a chance at tackling what will be a hundred million times worse than COVID. You know what I mean? Like the worst apocalypse scenario. We could like we need to like start pulling a little up from it. Um and uh we're not. And so to me, it's like whatever ends this fast stuff. But uh, you know, whenever I get stoned, do you know what I fantasize about? I fantasize about um uh, we take the rest of Joe Biden's campaign money and we just uh, bribe him to leave. Hey, who, who, we say take that, say that to Trump. Yeah, yeah. We say no, to him, no. "We'll pardon all your crimes. Here's a billion dollars. Just like you can't enter the U.S. again, and then we could just move on, and somewhere else will arrest him." No. I I I don't want any solutions that involve bartering with this person. Of course, I know that. I know that I don't actually want it. I'm saying whenever I get stoned, that's like the desperation level I'm at. I mean that it would it wouldn't work, you know. It just wouldn't work. I know. Uh, I know. I mean, the only thing that would work The only thing that work I mean, listen, I'm not even sure the election will work if he if he if he loses by a significant amount. I mean, if he's still, still in the hospital, you well, know. Well, it's not help. I mean, it's not a help that he's still in the hospital. I mean, it's really, it's, I it would be really, helpful. I think, I think, I think it'd be helpful for the transition of power. Like, I think he wouldn't be able to do all the, like, no, I luster. agree. I agree. Well, I'm telling you this, okay. The election, the actual presidential election is, is 30 days from now. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was 30 days from yesterday, right? It's 29 I mean, days from now. Well, I mean, I mean, he, he, and I'm not like I'm not making a prediction, but like just to be real, like dude needs to be quarantined for a minimum of 14 days after he is no longer like no longer has the illness. Like, uh, you, you don't you you can't. He has to start producing antibodies and tests essentially negative for like the active in illness. I don't the next week. Like, no, no, that's right his deadline to not be in the hospital or quarantined during the election. I mean, he just. I mean, if you we have to get into like we have to be real. You know, he can deny it, but if any person. I can't think of any person who would openly, willingly take a chance of being around a person. If you told me somebody had COVID 10 days ago and they want to be in a room with me, even at 20 feet away, I'd be like, no, I'm good. I'd be just like, I'm so good on that. Like, I don't need to be in a room with anybody, let alone a dude who definitely absolutely had COVID 10 days ago and definitely is still fucking contagious, you know? So, so I don't know what the plan is here, but I do know that in general, in general, uh, the idea that this is going to play out as a normal campaign season now in the final 29 days with Trump currently in a hospital as of at least as of yesterday, receiving oxygen 
uh, for uh, uh, pretty severe COVID-19 um, uh, symptoms and, and getting a cocktail of drugs. If we think him doing a ride around the block is, is, a, is proof that he's going to be up to uh, doing running a normal campaign for the next 29 days, I, I, I am highly skeptical. If anything, to me, that's proof of the opposite, um, because if they could get him to do a tap dance, they would get him to do a tap dance. They could What they could basically do was put him in the back of a car with the windows up and drive him around the block. And uh, that's what we can do with my 85 at this point year old grandmother who has two broken ribs. Like, that's what we can do with her. We can put her in the car and drive her around the block and it helps break up the day. But getting her to and from the car is difficult and she's got to be on painkillers. And but like, I mean, yeah, he, it, he's, he's a 74 year old man with a deadly pandemic virus and literally on a bunch of fucking uh, uh, a party mix of uh, whatever they could find in the drawer. And <laughs> it's, you know, I don't. I think there's a non-zero chance that he dies of this, but I also think there's a non-zero there. There's a very good chance that he's incapacitated straight through the election. Um, and that will, I hope that really rests in voters minds that they have to go out and take a chance that they'll get COVID in order to vote. And that's his fault. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make a prediction about Trump. I mean, we, it's funny. We, we, for the outline, we made this comic called who watches the men. It was a kind of, play on Watchmen. It was like this alternate reality Watchmen, which is actually really weird thinking about the fact that Watchmen exists, which is like an alternate reality version of Watchmen that is <laughs> about like society in modern times. But actually, I hadn't really contemplated it. But anyhow, we you did the really series. thought about the fact that you, 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 it was your idea to do a reboot right now? Well, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if that's entirely accurate, but we did the series called Who Watches the Men, which started as almost just as us joking around about like the absurdity of the election. And uh, and then morphed into uh, Jeremy Gordon kind of took it over and and morphed it into our editor, our culture editor at the outline, um, the brilliant Jeremy Gordon um, and and ended up with this plot about like Trump never leaving office and being kind of this like this sickly, um, you know, half robot, half human sort of monster. <laughs> and I, like I got to say, like, there are really shades of it like happening right now, like you know, I, I, you almost wonder like what, what the, is the cocktail? What, what is it getting him? You know, like, is it getting him strong enough and, and, and sentient enough right now to be able to go and do a car ride and wave to people? And, or is it and liquefying it, his liver? Well, no, I mean, he might be doing both, but I'm saying like, you wonder, is this Trump in the, in these videos, these weird videos, is, is this like a normal person who's just like they're getting treatment for a sickness and they're kind of under the weather and, you know, they're not feeling that like, 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 for instance, when I get very sick, okay, I'm a nightmare to deal with. I'm a, I'm a, the worst. I'm horrible Same. at being I'm sick. I'm a huge baby. When, exactly. When, but when I get sick, you know, if you were like, listen, you got to, you got to get up and do a video, you know, for a few minutes just to tell everybody that you're feeling okay. You know, I could absolutely rally. As sick as I've ever been, except for one time in Paris, as sick as I've ever been, I could absolutely rally for like five or 10 minutes. Even when I was actually like, I had like food poisoning in Paris and I was like throwing up and other things simultaneously. <laughs> like, even there that, have if been somebody, times, there have been times when I don't think I could do it, but they're very far. Yeah. But between. even then, even then, if you were like, okay, we need you for like 10 minutes, just like rally for 10 minutes, I could probably do it. Right. And, and like, and like, so I'm saying like a normal sick person, and which Trump maybe he maybe just be very sick, you know, with a very bad illness that is can be deadly, but with a lot of people makes them feel very really bad for a while, you know, doesn't kill them. It just makes them feel really, really sick. Right. Um, 
is it am I seeing that? Or am I seeing a person who's been like just their system has been flooded with things like steroids and and experimental treatments and maybe whatever else we don't know. Painkillers. Painkillers. And he's kind of this propped up thing, this person who's – I mean that's where I'm at. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think most conspiracy theory is absolute bullshit. But that's where I'm at mentally right now because this administration has created such a fog about it's it, the people in, the, in, in its uh, – I mean, you the know, first it, thing they did at their first press conference was lie. Like, so it's like the first thing they did was tell a bold-faced lie that we can that, see with our own eyes. I mean, beyond that, that the I crowds think were so huge. No, I mean, that's – oh, yeah. I mean, that. But also when you think about this particular um, situation, you know, they – they I think they really lied about how sick he was, you know? Yeah. They, they, they really – I mean, we don't even know – at this point, people aren't even sure when he actually had this thing, like when he when they knew he had it, you know, and and so I mean, well, because he so obviously waited for the markets to close, which just erodes public trust. And like at this point, oh, yeah. like there is no good reason to erode public trust. On, in yeah. you. Like even if you were like, I want to make sure the markets stay stable, like the public needs to trust what you're telling them. It Like uh, you want to keep the G7 countries happy uh, and not thinking that apparently they think Ivanka is going to get made president. Uh, he'll just appoint her. Um, you have to have public trust. And so right. even if that means telling uncomfortable truths, what you can't be doing is creating a, a, a scenario where we don't know because it's just going to make everyone think it's probably I mean, worst case scenario. I don't straight yeah. through. I don't expect them to be super transparent. I'm sorry. I'm looking at – I urge – I mean I'm often angry at the New York Times, but I urge everybody to go to the New York Times and look at the article they have. It's called Inside the White House Event, Now Under COVID-19 Scrutiny, which is like where they're trying to kind of solve the super spreader event. Um, you know, this is a room full of a closed, enclosed small space. Uh, this is this Amy Coney Barrett, uh, you know, meet and greet or whatever the fuck it is. You know, she has her children there. I mean, I'm like, I'm like sick to my stomach. She has these kids there. Now I know it's like hard for children to get this illness and it's not often that they get it. And most of them, you know, don't get very sick. There are also plenty of children who've died from coronavirus and from COVID-19. And to look at this room full of these um, absolutely just, uh, uh, just these people with just utter disregard for science for uh for each other for the people around them for their children i mean it's disturbing to me it's disturbing i mean i would never put my daughter in a situation like this you would could not pay me there is no amount of money you could pay me right now to send zelda into a room full of people not wearing masks anywhere under any circumstances you could say i'll give you a billion dollars i'd be like fuck no i mean just to be clear because I believe that this virus kills people. It's killed over 200,000 people. And I wouldn't bet my fucking daughter's life on anything. Okay? So the, to see a person bring their child into a room full of strangers. Hey, hey, hey. She's pro-life. I don't give a fuck what she is. I'm kidding. She, she, she can uh, kiss, that, my, she can kiss that, my fucking ass. I don't give a fuck. But that's the fucking... That's, they're yeah, they're I mean, trying to okay, push I, this doesn't matter what their quote-unquote pro-life and their event can push literally it through. could kill children. Look, these fuck faces can push it through. The Republicans can do whatever the fuck they want right now. But if you can't see, if people can't see the hypocrisy, well, I mean, they don't have have a majority in office at the moment because they have fucking COVID. Listen, listen, I'll be honest with you. Josh Hawley was there. Tom Tillis, he's got it. 
uh, I mean, listen, fucking rot in hell, all of these people. Again, I'm not wishing death on anybody, but I do not wish a speedy recovery, and I do not wish the best for any of them. They are bad people who do have done bad things. And I don't believe in good and evil. I'm not a religious person. I do want to get to this point, actually, which I meant to get to at the beginning. Uh, but but I don't I don't also believe, you know, I, I don't I don't believe in karma. I'm not a religious person. But what I will say on all of this is it couldn't happen to a nicer group of people. And here's what I'll say. If the president does die, okay, which is, I think, you know, has been something of a fantasy for a lot of people. I'm not going to say it's a fantasy of mine, but this feels, <laughs> this whole thing feels biblical in its proportions and it, and it's, and it's in, 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 in what has happened over the last, like, just honestly in the last week, I mean, we went from you could convince me if this if we were in a movie or a book, you could convince me that this was an allegory for the Antichrist and how the world would rid itself of him. Uh, I mean, I just say this. I like, just say like, this. I would be like, yeah, that's probably the Swiss ending. <laughs> structurally, I mean, structurally speaking, there is something that is just biblical about this, as if it is as if somebody just said it is as if a person, a, you know, an individual somewhere with some ability, some omnipotence, was like, enough of this. We need to. This is. I'm not. I'm done with this bullshit. You know, you have people who just have flown in the face of, in my opinion, so much decency and so much science and knowledge. science and and knowledge and love. Like, like they're 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 the 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 so much abundance. They're I mean, the people who who have who've never wanted for a thing, and they still like crave hate, and they still crave yeah, violence, and I they mean, crave subjugation. I mean. It, it's, Donald Trump's Donald Trump is just particularly Donald Trump. It's the Trump. worst of human beings. But yeah. also the people around him. It's yeah, it's just like it's just like it's the worst I, of us. It's the worst of humanity. So it's the it's worst right. aspects it, of the yes, species. Yes. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's funny. I was watching um we were uh we were watching the um Matilda movie from ninety six today, mm-hmm. which is That's so funny. We watched that on Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's actually like a real allegoric undertone of that movie where, you know, Matilda's family are these like really mean-spirited, unhealthy, rude, uneducated people who are just their very might makes right. You know, like her father basically says to her, and I actually got kind of like choked up watching it because I felt so bad. Her father says to her, like, you're dumb, I'm smart, I'm big, you're small. Like, you know, it's like my I matter, you don't. And it is like, I thought, like, God, this is the fucking Republican platform. It's like, yeah. I'm big, you're small. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm rich, you're poor. And therefore, like, you're not, you don't deserve or aren't entitled to or won't be given the consideration that I'm going to give, like, the people who I, who I think are on my level or on my, at my class or whatever. So what I'm just saying is, like, these people, they're not good. I, I, and I mean this in, I don't mean this in a religious way. I just mean like just on a general, on a general humanistic level. If you look at the progression of the world, if you look at the arc of history, if you look at the arc, I mean, truly, like just look at it. Just it's really simple. Let's take slavery because it's the easiest one, okay? These are people who would love, I don't want to put words in their mouths, but I think would love to return to a time when slavery was an accepted practice. Totally. I think the concept of subjugation, of of servitude, uh, of 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 a of a classifying people unlike you as another race or another species, this is appealing to them on a lot of levels. So, but if you look at the reality of the world, slavery is universally recognized no it's not perfect we haven't figured it all out everywhere you know there is still slavery in the world 
and, and, and some of it is, is, you know, slavery enacted by the, the actions and, and direct actions of Americans. But like, the, but to be clear, it's a universally accepted truth that slavery is wrong and that, that all human beings are entitled. I think this is, I mean, universally accepted by people with any intelligence and any uh, sense of, 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 of compassion that human beings are essentially the same everywhere and that every human being is entitled to autonomy and agency and that no person should be subjugated or subordinate or in servitude to another like within but, but the notice, sort of social but notice how how quickly they'll take any excuse to disregard that that's the thing is right no, like, that's what i'm they saying they can say they're anti-slavery or whatever but like look at the prison industrial complex that's no, slavery that's I'm like being to... like oh you had weed well now you have to work for for I, I, pennies I'm on trying, the dollar right and i've been trying to think i've been thinking a lot about this about license last... plates i've been thinking a lot about this over the last few days about like what where is the situation where i wouldn't feel like where where there's always a line i think i think a lot i think i think back a lot into my when i was young when i was a teenager and and the people that i knew and the circles that i ended up in the friends that i ended up having the things that i ended up doing and i think a lot about people who were on different tracks than me i mean particularly this is gonna sound really silly but like when i was like 16 or 17 i started going to like raves and in the world of rave culture in pittsburgh in the 90s you know, there were lots of levels of those people, right? There were people who were like throwing parties and who knew the DJs and were kind of like orchestrating these these like things that were happening. There were people who were there who were like just there to like sell drugs and fucking, you know, profit off of people who wanted to get high, which like most of them were harmless. Some of them were not. There were people who were like into some really weird, shady shit that went a level below that. And they were all very intermingled, you know, and like you could you could. You could see how it very much, I assume this is like high school, um, you know, there are all these like cliques that people end up in, all these groups that people end up in. And I wonder like if I had just met different people, would I have ended up with like people who were doing things that were maybe less constructive and more destructive? You know, would I have ended up doing drugs, harder drugs or weirder drugs than I actually ended up doing? All this shit like and, – and like, I, you know, I think in life like you always have to look at your past and wonder like what are the choices that I made or the people that I decided to, you know, align with? that that took me somewhere that that led me to where I am today I, it is one of those things it's like you do wonder like i understand it's upbringing i understand it's the culture of where you're where you're raised i understand it's like religion and other forces you know political forces obviously i just can't i'm trying to figure out for myself where as the place where i would go this is wrong like this is fucked up i it's hard for me to imagine the mindset of a person who thinks like you know, we should exterminate Jews or we should exterminate black people or whatever, you know, and like the Republicans are just a couple of degrees away from that. They're just a couple of degrees just in in terms of their general policy making. They are. I don't think they're that many degrees away. No, I think they, th they, they, they might say they are. They might say they're a few. Degrees no, I mean, I mean, I mean, in terms of. Yeah, I mean, but it's just in terms of policy and and um, talking points. I'm just saying, like, Donald Trump isn't. Literally, he's not wearing a swastika and saying we need to exterminate black people in America. Uh, I mean, he's endorsing the the Proud Boys. Well, that's what I mean by that's exactly what I mean Kyle by a couple Rittenhouse. of degrees away. But I don't yeah, think but, it's that many degrees. I think you're just using different words and they have different. No, symbols. I mean it's not that many. No, but it's not that many degrees away. But it is essentially endorsing the the mindset. You know. Yeah. What I'm saying is like they won't go as far to say what the thing is that they really believe, but they'll 
endorse it, you know? And to yeah. me, it's like, I just, so I guess what I'm saying, just to circle back to my main point, which is um, I'm an atheist. I've been an atheist for a really long time. I mean, since I was a, a young like a teen, maybe even preteen, to be honest with you. I when as soon as I could like think about the concept of God, I was like, this doesn't check out for me at all. Um, this doesn't feel right to me, you know, this idea of God as the way it's portrayed in almost all sort of religions. Um uh, it this this is the closest I've ever felt in my life, I think, to feeling like I'm witnessing divine intervention to feel like I'm witnessing something that is so like in terms of narr- it's so narratively unbelievable and also so narratively um satisfying uh, not satisfying um um uh what's the what's the thing when something like sort of aligns poetic? like yeah it's yeah it's like narrative i guess like poetic in its you know in its alignment with what has been happening you know in essence like you have a person the the president who has been who has been lying to people about this virus denying its existence denying its severity claiming it would go away offering up you know magical solutions to the problem suggesting dangerous uh, medical treatments for it and now after everything after all of this after his denial and his obfuscation and his lies and everything here he is like in a hospital room on oxygen, oh, on, on, on a fucking cocktail of drugs. Honestly, for real, without medical help, I mean, to be clear, this guy would die. If those doctors at Walter Reed didn't exist for him right now, he would be on a pretty, I think, pretty clear path to death in most cases. He's obese. He's 74. He's uh, uh, He seems generally unhealthy. Uh, the the idea that this is that this is happening to him and to all of these people around him who tr- and, and that it is like is sparked by this like potentially this event for to celebrate a conservative supreme court nominee who seeks to who would seek to or would at least vote along the lines of you know abolishing Roe v Wade abolishing uh, uh, Obamacare and Medicare for all um uh, uh, taking rights away from women and people of color and the LGBTQ community. Uh, uh, just like, it just feels like somebody like, this is like, like, like if you, it, it feels written, it feels purposeful. It feels like, I'm not saying I've become religious cause I'm still like, you know, jury's out. Like Trump could, this could like make him rise in the polls and I'll be like, well, the devil is the devil, <laughs> the devil is real. The devil is, I mean, you know, the devil's real and God is dead, you know? Um, but you know, it's the closest thing I've ever felt in my life to something that feels like biblical in its scale and scope and narrative. And, uh, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, it's just, honestly, I'm just kind of like, I've stepped back. I mean, I was last night I was working, you know, I've been working on building this uh, woodworking bench, the greatest project. This is to become my white whale, the greatest project of all time that I've in- embarked upon, which is like, a, it's literally like a thing to build a thing. Um, but I was working on it, you know, I'm chiseling away at, at a piece of wood, you know, to get it to fit into another piece of wood. And I just like was stopped for a second. And I was like, God, this is nuts. Like what's going on in, right now in the world is nuts. I'm doing like a regular task that seems... Uh, relatively insignificant, but everything else outside of this just feels like absolutely uh, historic in a way that 
and unusual in a way that I've never experienced in my life. And I'm including like shit like 9-11 and that. You know, 9-11 was surreal and awful, but it was, it made sense. Like I understood it. You know, I, I don't, obviously it's horrible and, and I wish it had never happened, but I got like when they started to explain what had happened and who was responsible and why this was going on and how it went down. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I, this is something that could happen in our world. This makes a lot of sense. This, it makes sense because the science, if you know the science you, and you believe the science, you wouldn't do what these people did, but man, what fucking comeuppance, what comeuppance to see them all sick I mean, it's the mask of and the worried, back, right? Like, yeah. To, to see the fear, just to understand that these people are afraid now in a way. This virus doesn't discriminate. People have said it before. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care about parties. It doesn't care about wealth. Now, obviously, it's spread. I mean, it's spread. a metaphor for death, and it is death, right? Yeah. Like- <laughs> it's, anyhow, it's, it's, it's staggering. Uh, and it's been a staggering week, and I'm, I'm exhausted. And, and uh, anyhow, and this is the third time we've recorded this podcast. <laughs> and so, you know, I have new thoughts today, luckily for everybody listening. It's luckily for Tony. I think it's better that we sat on friends. it, though, because la- when we did this before, it was just a lot of us trying not to say um, what we really it was just Ryan. It was just Ryan cheering on the potential death, death of Donald Trump. I mean, that's all it was, you know. Uh, of course, it was. In a That's literally what it was. In an alleged, in an alleged you know, I was satirical. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, anything else we should talk about before we finish this podcast that needs to be not long because I'm exhausted and I need to start I mean, drinking? Let's talk about two other stories. Just oh my God. Just a palate cleanser. Let's do it. Let's cleanse the palate. Um. So Coinbase. The, oh my God. Hard pivot. <laughs> the CEO at Corn, Coinbase uh, has decided that his the workplace will be entirely politics free. You're not allowed to discuss anything that could be classified as politics or like social issues. Um, And to that end, anyone who doesn't believe that or doesn't want to be part of that mission, uh, he's offering them an exit package from the company. Um, This is the most insane, horrible precedent uh, of at any company other than maybe Facebook cutting people's pay if they have to move um, to another state. Um, uh, it's, it's really wild to me because like you, if you want to have a progressive company and if you understand why diversity is valuable, which like, I, I don't, I think this makes it clear that this person doesn't understand why diversity is, va- is valuable and is probably therefore a racist because um, you need people of different backgrounds to bring their thoughts and opinions to the table if you're going to create not only the best product and succeed as a company, but also just like ethically uh, justify your existence as an organization in a world this sophisticated. Um, you you know, like you if you if you don't want to hear the opinions and thoughts of women or black people or trans people or gay people or uh, or Asian people or immigrants or refugees, like if you don't want to hear those topics brought up. You're going to create things that harm those people just by sheer chance, but even at the at the barest minimum. Yeah. And yet you're also like saying how like racist you are. And it, to me, it's such a bad precedent to set for other companies to be like, we'll make it quote unquote politics free because choosing not to discuss politics is also a political choice. You're, you're, you're making a choice. Right. Right. I mean, the the. Uh, this this i mean this was a kind of i mean listen this story is buried now by all this trump news but you know this guy's basically saying um we want to you know we want to focus hardcore on you know our mission and we want to be laser focused on on 
what upending the financial system. It's like, that sounds like an awesome idea. You don't be a real, you know, who would be, you know, the kind of people that'd be really great assets to upending the financial system as it currently exists. People who are passionate about things that are more than just fucking Bitcoin. But you also know? people who and, understand what it means to the decisions about a financial system, how yeah. it will impact well, people. Right. That's right. I mean, and 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 I would say like when you right, exactly what I was gonna say is like when you think about people who are incentivized to upend the financial systems of the world are uh, there are going to be people who have strong uh, political and social beliefs about those systems, you know, and the problem and one of the main problems with the current financial system as it exists and the system of currency is that it was created by, you know, people who wanted to hoard power, a certain very certain specific type of people that you see currently hoarding that power, you know, largely white, you know, European, uh, 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 you know, pretty destructive people. And I think it's like, for this company, you know, th- I've seen arguments. I've seen, I've watched, I've like read Twitter threads and other threads in, on Reddit and stuff about this, where people argue about how you know this is going to help them. Uh, now they're going to be able to stay focused and, and but what, get but, the, but, get talent that really cares about getting the job done. It's but like this you know, is the this is the thinking of like the STEM STEM students shouldn't take any humanities courses at all, any history courses at all. But because all they need to do is do their STEM courses, all they need to do is math or science, or they're they're just building tech, they're crunching numbers. Yeah, but but yeah. no, what which numbers you choose to crunch? Right. Impacts well, it's like, people. It's, it's, it's and like, like the, and you it's need like, to understand humanity and you need to understand like what you're doing in the world and why yeah. you exist and to I, what purpose you're working. Like, I mean, I would, I would just say it's like, you know, you want to, you want to, right. You want to unravel the systems that exist. You know, you need people who've lived in the, in those systems and been oppressed by those systems to help you understand them. And I think like the idea that you would essentially reject that I mean, I think about a company like Netflix, and I'm not trying to give them any awards or anything, but like you don't hear Reed Hastings go out or Jeff Bezos. And again, I'm not going out and saying it, but like th- these are people who are not like, we don't want political opinion at our companies. Like, I don't even think it comes up in thought. I think there's something very political about the thought itself, something very like somewhat disturbing that you say, well, I don't want to hear the other viewpoints or I don't want you to rabble rouse at, at the business. You know, it's like, it's like, you it's should sort of want, like an inverse all lives matter. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you should like, want. We can't say anything specific. We're not going to say anything that means anything. You, you should want. You should want to be challenged. I think. I honestly think. I'll say this: If you're a CEO of a company uh, and you want subservience from people, and you want people to never raise their voice or their or speak their mind. Uh, you you're you have limitations you are a limited person you have limitations as a ceo and in the end you will be uh, a worse leader for it you know and, and i say this having having been in a lot of rooms with ceos and been a ceo myself uh you you want what you want more than anything is people around the table who know shit that you don't know who think things that you don't think who can see problems that you can't see. And a really good way to attract those people is to say, this, we come here and bring your entire self to the, to the business. Bring who you are. You know, listen, you don't have to treat it as a family. You don't have to make it your you know, home away from home. But you should be able to bring who you are to the business and say, like, this is important to me and I'm thinking about it and I want to talk about it and have a place for it within the business. And this idea that somehow an opinion from an employee 
that's uh va- is 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 a distraction instead of a, a value is and how lazy how lazy to be like oh i don't even need to do work should be easy even if this is the fantasy you have my work should be easy i shouldn't have to think about it It you you know i shouldn't i shouldn't put any of my uh, thought or emotion or ethics at work here i'm just here to move boxes or whatever you uh, yeah you want right you want that's right you want you want to go be neutral there are plenty of places to do it and and it's not a fucking work when you work like I'm asking Maybe you they're... to engage all the parts of yourself. I mean, I just think, yeah, at a place, at a place like a startup like Coinbase, uh, it, listen, I just think it's a, <laughs> it's the wrong move. It sends exactly the wrong signal. I think it suggests something about the CEO that uh, is, to me, dangerous. And I mean, not dangerous, like oh no, he's like a scary guy. More like dangerous if I'm a person who. I mean, it would uh, be scary to me if I worked at a company and was told I couldn't bring up being gay or something like that. Like, I mean, to if, me, that's right. dangerous. If all, if all you care about is is profit, you know, and you think the only way to do it is to be one. I mean, that your entire focus must be on the goal of profit above and in 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 uh, in place of all other thoughts. You know, I, I just think your 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 shit's off the mark. I think it's like you know, it's it's a very short sighted move. I think it's the wrong move. I think if you want to attract, um, if you want to attract like really great talent with big, weird, new, exciting ideas, and maybe they don't, maybe they just want regular, mediocre talent. I think you want to open the door to people with diverse opinions and strong opinions and and contrary opinions. And, and who come from backgrounds that you don't come from and who have causes they care about that you don't maybe don't care about. And you should give them a place where they feel welcome. However you do it, it doesn't have to be like, hey, we're going to be a really political organization. You could say, listen, we're as far as politics go, we don't want to be involved with any you know party, particular party in any country anywhere. But if you have strong feelings, you know, we want to give you the space and opportunity to, to bring those feelings to your coworkers and to the business and, you know, to, to, uh, to, uh, uh, lobby us. If you feel like we need to be active in some way that we're not, you know, you could be like, we're not going to get deeply involved in politics, but not extinguish the idea that politics and social justice and other, you know, uh, uh, really passionate, uh, other topics that people are really passionate about would be like, w- you could say it would at least be welcome. This guy's like, we don't, hey, we don't want any of that stuff, you know? And to me, that's just like, I don't know, more than anything, more than anything, it just suggests that he's a short-sighted person who hates to be challenged. And that to Fucking me nerd. is, is a bad, that's a bad, uh, that's bad material for a CEO. And we'll see, we'll see what the future holds for Coinbase and for bit, uh, for blockchain, uh, currency businesses in general. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think this helps their case personally. I'm sure, uh, Mark Andreessen would say otherwise, cause he, he thinks colon he thinks colonialism is actually awesome. Anyhow, um, what else? As, uh, uh, there's a, one other nicer story. Um, Ooh, teenage engineering's OB4 radio. Yes, uh, we haven't really talked about this. It's called like a magic radio or something. Like it's supposed to like DVR the radio and like you can remix live broadcasts. I have no idea how this works. It doesn't have a screen. I'm not. I don't understand what this is. Uh so it's it's, it's like a, a speaker. Cassette? It's a speaker. Well, I here's what I'm confused about. So they so teenage engineering is awesome. They make this thing called the OP one, which is a uh you know unbelievable uh just an unbelievable piece of musical. Uh, it's a musical instrument 
but it's like also just does so many weird things. It's like an incredible music production device. Um, the, uh, they've created a bunch of weird products and they have really beautiful design and really interesting, like just in terms of their, their, their industrial design, they're super ahead of the curve. Um, and, but they are very throwback, you know, their stuff looks like Dita Rams design. It's very like 70, 60s and 70s industrial design from Germany, um, you know, and from Europe. Uh, uh, but so this device is a speaker. It's a, it's a, a speaker you can plug into. You can, it has, they say a two hour looping tape that essentially records anything that is played through the speaker. And then there's some is ability it a literal to like, tape or is okay. It so, so this is a topic of, this has been a topic of discussion. I, based on the way they describe it, they literally call it a, you know, two hour looping tape, uh, on their website. And they don't stipulate whether or not it is a tape or it is a quote unquote digital tape. I, so I'm like, I don't know. It very well could. I mean, there's a, there's, there's motorized switches and stuff on the device. There's no reason to suspect that like, it's not, I mean, it would, this is exactly the kind of thing this company would do, which is like to put a legitimate, like actual analog tape inside of a machine that like fuses digital and analog. I mean, they've done a lot of engineering around the, the speaker system itself. Um, and, you know, I think like, so that's a really interesting idea. Even if it's not real tape, it's a really interesting idea uh, that, that this thing can just kind of record whatever is, is, is played on it for two hours time. And then um, you can, uh, uh, and then you can, you know, um, I guess manipulate it in some way. It's really unclear what that means in the grand scheme of things, but like, it's a cool device. It's like five, $600, $550 or something. I, I already have so much Sono shit, uh, <laughs> like in my house, there's no chance of me getting another speaker. And I also have others like speakers and fucking bookshelf systems and just all kinds of whack shit that I don't need that I bought. Cause I'm like, Oh, I mean, I literally, every time I see like a uh, vintage stereo online, I'm like, maybe I should buy that. You know, the other day I was on, a, or not the other day, a few, a couple of months ago, I was like <laughs> fucking, uh, looking for this, this, this German 1960s German bookshelf system made by a company called Vega. And I was like down an insane rabbit hole. Um, anyhow, but like, you know, so as a man who loves to buy audio equipment that he doesn't need, this seems really cool. But like, you know, I don't know about spending uh, 550 bucks on a speaker that maybe has a tape and maybe doesn't. I do think it's for a very special kind of person who has somewhat has money to burn. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's for, a beautiful device. It's really it's cool. It's for the Bezos family to take on their, you know, tropical vacation. Yeah. <laughs> in it their seems private it, jet. <laughs> it seems, it seems to have like, it seems it's expensive. Have imp- it's single purpose. It's well, it seems to have implications for music production, but it's unclear. Uh, like what exactly, you yeah. know? So yeah, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. All right, we should wrap up. I'm very tired. I need another drink. It's been a yes. long week, yes. and and we have a week ahead of us filled with God knows what. And this is the third <laughs> time we've done this podcast. And I think, I think you know, third time's a charm, as they say. And if it's not, if Tony never hears this, then it just wasn't meant to be. Then then God moved in his or her or their mysterious way, and uh, you don't have a podcast. But maybe you do have a podcast, and if so. 
Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your patronage. We love that you're here with us on this wild journey, and we've got a lot of great stuff coming up for you. So stay tuned. Buckle up, settle in, grab your popcorn, put it in overdrive, and get ready for the ride of a lifetime. <laughs> Are we just skipping nice things? I don't know. Right, let's do nice things real really quick. Really fast. Really fast. Yeah, let's do, let's do it. But don't edit any of that. That's all high quality <laughs> shit right there. You think don't, I would, you think I would touch it? Don't touch this. This you. is magic. I mean, you don't have to edit taste it again. It's going to it's gonna, it's gonna be destroyed by Zencaster anyhow, so you don't have to worry about it. All right, let's do nice things. Here we go. Let's go. Come on, punch it up. Um, Hades, the game Hades. Oh, you're playing Hades. Freaking obsessed. Not into it. I don't like anything at that three quarter view. I don't either, and yet I, I hate games love like it. that. I hated Bastion. I didn't want to look at it. It makes me so upset. But I love this game so much. I don't care. It's like Dead Cells times a thousand for me. No, I no. am so addicted to it. Really? I can't even. Yes, and there's like wow. because it's also an ebook with like branching storylines, and the longer you mm. play, the like the story and those storylines are all different if you play differently. I didn't know that, but like the way I'm playing is apparently changing the story, and it's really complex. It's so good. Ah, I, I like literally can't put it down. I'm so obsessed with that um this wasn't even yeah. my nice thing the last time that we recorded but i've gotten so into it in the last like two days yeah i don't remember your you had other nice things but they're gone now like sands through the hourglass i'm trying to remember what so that's your nice thing is Hades. yes oh it's all so right good. Maybe, maybe i'll play it what is my what was my nice thing from the, the time that we recorded this and then it got destroyed do you remember um no i, I feel like i talked about something oh zelda like, playing minecraft uh, maybe did I do that last week? I'm so confused at this know. point. I mean, what but is time? You know, time has become. Yeah, it was Zelda <sighs> playing Minecraft. I don't know. Fine, whatever. Did you? I read. I wrote a thing for the website about how I love the BlackBerry Classic because I can't do anything with it. That's one nice thing. I think I talked oh, about yeah. it last week. Um, you should go read it. The hottest phone of 2020 is the BlackBerry Classic. No, actually, it's funny because she. We started this recording late because Zelda was playing Minecraft. She gets these like third wins at the in the evening, like around dessert time. Yeah, that's anyhow, a, that was the best feeling as a kid. Yeah, I think she's like loopy, but she was like, uh, she started playing Minecraft. I have given her a PC to play Minecraft on, which she was uh, unnaturally excited about, which I have to say is proof that she is definitely my child, which is great. Mm -hmm. Love to see that you're rubbing off on the child in some way, that they're picking up your traits. Very excited to get a PC, a uh, laptop. She's playing Minecraft. You know, we're right now we're just exploring. We're just learning. Um, I'm actually like blown away because I know, I know very little about Minecraft, but it is such a fascinating, it's so fascinating to watch her. She came home one day and she was like, I want to, I want to like invent things. Is there an app where you can invent things? I was like, I was like, I don't know if they're like, that's like, there's scammers who will take your invention and, uh, <laughs> Like there's like invent invent.com or whatever. Um, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, but you know, there's this game Minecraft where you can definitely like build things and like you can build lots of really crazy things in it. Um, and she was like, oh, Minecraft, like some of my classmates play Minecraft. And I was like, oh, really interesting because her classmates are young. I mean, she's six, you know, she's uh, very young. And um, so I was like, let's try it out, you know, and she's totally into it and she's like getting it, picking it up. So, um, just picking it up in such a natural way and and just like you know she built she's building starting to build things that are like legitimately really interesting i mean like like she built she was building all these houses you know she's like i want to build a house i want to build a house she kept building houses in different places and sort of like expanding her palette with like how she'll build houses and then recently she built one and we you know she was having this problem where she built the houses and as soon as she put the roof on it would get dark in the house you know 
Mm-hmm. She's like, I have an idea. So she built a house, like a honestly kind of like a beautiful mid-century style house in Minecraft. And she made the uh, roof of the house glass out of glass blocks. And I was like, this is so fucking cool and yeah. inspired and like just such a great idea as to how to solve this problem of not having enough light in your house. I mean, listen, maybe I don't know in the Minecraft universe, maybe that's like bad construction, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was an amazing concept and I was really into it and I just was blown away by her ingenuity. She also spent the weekend writing a musical, um, which oh. like took up took up like a lot. Honestly, she's getting she's like, I can't like handle this little theater <laughs> kid who likes video games. I like can't I take it out of control. Uh, she no, she had me and Laura working on a Google Doc of the script and it's now like 13 pages long. And like, oh honestly. God. It's like, you know, it's somewhat derivative. I mean, she's obviously influenced by her favorite musicals, but, you know, we got to start somewhere. But it's like also pretty amazing and original. And she has a lot of she has a lot of really cool characters in it. And um, anyhow, it was a, well, it's just a weekend of, uh, you know. Uh, oh, oh, well, OK. Anyhow, so my nice thing is is Zelda playing Minecraft and just like uh, uh, being, you know, experiencing pure joy uh from a child you know seeing an amazing video game for the first time but uh the one other thing is like just i want to mention this is not a nice thing at all but i i think it it's worth mentioning you know we've, we've talked a lot about screen time during the mm-hmm. pandemic and how i was like yeah my screen time has plummeted like i'm not even looking at my phone most of the time i'm like working and then i'm not working my screen time this week was up 193 percent holy shit for an average of how do you find more time <laughs> for an average of 10 hours and like 17 minutes Holy a day of, of screen time on my phone? Okay. That's so, fucking crazy, Josh. <laughs> I, I know. So just to give you an idea of like, just to give you an idea of how fucked up everything is. Um, yeah. Hold on. Your screen time was up 193% last week for an average of 10 hours, 16 minutes a day. So I assume that there were a couple of days where I was way over that and then some days that were just longer than normal. But I think between the debate <laughs> and, and, white suprem- and white supremacy Wednesday and COVID Thursday and hospitalization Friday. And tax evasion and, Monday. <laughs> and, oh, right. Tax evasion Monday, uh, uh, debate Tuesday, white supremacy Wednesday, uh, uh, COVID Thursday, hospitalization Friday and denial Saturday. You know, I think it all denial Saturday and Sunday kind of a um, package uh, deal. Package, you know, I think it kind of added up. But boy, I need this new cycle to end. <laughs> I need it all to end. You know what I'm saying? I like, can't wait to not worry as like uh, my 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 default. Like I don't want to worry as my default anymore. I just want my anxiety to like just the base level to go down. I don't, I'm not asking for the moon and the stars. I don't want to be on benzos all the time, but I just Ugh. want my base level of anxiety to start somewhere lower. So I I have somewhere to go. Um, it is, it has to end. This has to end. I cannot live like this anymore. It's got to end. Imagine, it. can you imagine being a secret service person? And they're like, the president is highly infectious with a raging COVID, a raging COVID diagnosis. And they're like, you got to get in the car with him, and you got to ride around for ten minutes to thirty <laughs> fucking to thirty fucking losers who are standing outside the hospital. Just but so also, he can... he's been breathing on you for two weeks. <laughs> I mean, 
And you still got to just... fucking accompany this man when he goes to the hospital so that he doesn't die. I mean, this shit's so crazy. Let's float the fucking piece of shit out. Let's it's move gotta on. End. It has we to move end. on. It has Let's to move end. on. Let's get out of this. It. Let's get back to something else. Let's Come go to on. something different. Let's change the channel. Oh, I'm so you know? sick of it. Smash the system. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> push the button. Don't push the button, as Madonna says. <laughs> okay. Enough. Yeah. Change Goodbye. the channel. Change. What, is, what are the lyrics? I wonder, what are the lyrics to that song? Whatever. doesn't matter. Goodbye. <laughs>